Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secrets of Marketers podcast, the only podcast you can rely on to give you real, raw, unfiltered marketing advice covering the latest tips, tricks, and tools that millionaire marketers use to make money online. I am your host, Jeremy Blossom. Sit back, relax, and let's start discovering the true secrets of marketers. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Secrets of Marketers podcast. I am so excited to have my dear friend and best-selling author, Aaron Gargan King, on the show. Welcome, Aaron. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. I am so excited because not only have I known you for a while, but I was there when you were writing your book, and I have witnessed the incredible growth that you have seen professionally as well as personally ever since this book, Digital Persuasion, Sell Smarter in the Modern Marketplace, has hit uh, Amazon, and it's been incredible. So tell me, what have you been up to, and um, what have you been doing? Well, I have been doing quite a bit of traveling, speaking at different business conferences and sales conferences to try to get people to really think a little bit more intentionally about the way that they type, text, and tweet. You know, we are on our phones more than we are face-to-face sometimes. And so sometimes we don't type like we talk. Sometimes the person that shows up online isn't exactly the same powerful influential, persuasive person that shows up in person. And so my mission is to help people kind of close that gap. And I give them this optimization formula that whether they're writing emails, creating social media posts, however they're trying to communicate digitally, they can ensure that they're showing up as their best self. Yeah, you're invited to speak all across the country at some of the biggest events in our space. When you're on stage, what is the number one thing or number one piece of advice you would give an entrepreneur, a brand, because you work with huge Fortune 100 brands, you also have helped and consult with smaller businesses and startup businesses. It's midway through 2019. What are some of the things that you would give as far as advice goes today? The biggest piece of advice that I give to people, whether it's trying to figure out how they can create more compelling social media narratives, whether it's how can they create email content that gets opened, whatever they're trying to use digital for, the biggest piece of advice that I give is that persuasion is personal. Hmm. Getting to yes means that someone has to feel invested in the story that you're telling. So on social media, for example, A lot of times it is just gasoline on the worst parts of humanity. Everything from cyberbullying to narcissism is just amplified on social and digital platforms. And so obviously if it's not personal to you, you don't care. You don't lean in and give that like or that comment or that open or that click. You have to care. It has to matter to you. And so when we're on digital media and all we're doing is showing about us, our amazing podcast episode, our amazing office, our amazing event, aren't we great? Those things might make us feel great, but if, and if you're just trying to keep up with people and just kind of FYI, this is what's happening, cool, do you. Be in selfie mode, totally fine. But if you want to persuade people to stop that scroll, lean forward and actually care, 
They have to be able to see themselves in your experience, see themselves in your journey. And so the biggest piece of advice that I give is that it's okay to show about you. Show up, it's your videos, your photos, it's your world, cool. But type about them. If you're telling a story, instead of saying, I was here and I did this, imagine that you flip the language, make sure that they can see themselves in your experience. Or if you're talking about something that happened, like I walked over to Jeremy's and it was amazing. Have you ever caught up with an old friend and just thought it was so incredible to see their progress over the years? Make sure that you're involving them because offline, mm. offline we talk about ourselves about 40% of the time. Like just now I've been in your office for 30 minutes and we're kicking the conversation ball back and forth like cool, normal humans. When we get online, that totally changes. That screen means we talk about ourselves twice as much, 80% mm. of the time. Yeah. And so... What we have to remember is that we don't type like we talk. So if you can try to be a little bit more aware, a little more cognizant of the words you're using, the focus of your narrative, and make sure that you're making it more of a dialogue and less of a declaration, you'll start to see your content, your stories, your social, your digital perform a lot better. Wow. So that was great. I never thought about it that way, actually. And I'm in marketing, right? We do this together. You said something really great right there. You said like, all right, you came into my office, we've known each other, and you're, you, you, know, you walked from your house over to our office here in Laguna Beach, which is really cool. And so if I was sharing that, that's what I would be doing. I would share an office, I'd you know, look at the camera and tell them, but you said something like, I'm not, what is that actually, how could you convey that to the people who are watching it, right? And you said, Imagine you saying, hey, do you ever have a friend who you haven't seen in a while or is an old friend and they're just killing it? Well, I'm going to, you know, and you just made it like I instantly got pulled in when you framed it like mm -hmm. that. So when you are working on either your own brand or somebody else's brands, how do you have any tricks or anything that you do to get yourself to think in that mode, mm -hmm. you know, to like, how can you think about the other person? Because that little way that you phrased it, mm -hmm. like you said, we don't talk, we don't uh, text like we talk, right? Mm -hmm. We don't write things out. What are some tricks that you do to help you get into that mind frame um, when you're communicating on these different digital channels? Mm -hmm. So... It's challenging but not impossible to become better at this. So if we think about it, Facebook is turning 15. iPhones wow. just turned 12. So if you average the two together, you get 13.5 years. 13.5 years is how old you are when you are a freshman in high school. Do you remember being a freshman in high school? Now, yeah. you were probably a super stud and really yeah, cool because you're the man, right? I was like 130 <laughs> pounds, 5'2". Like, okay, well, I was super Mr. awkward. Too. Huge glasses. Okay, yeah. I had the braces, okay, right? Yeah. Like, not cute. And so if you think about when you're a freshman in high school, you're kind of faking it till you make it. Yeah. You're imitating other people's behavior, which is not always a smart thing. Yeah. You're kind of looking to others to say, is this okay? You're awkward. And when you look at social and digital media, our way of living behind these screens is only freshmen in high school old. In the mm -hmm. great scheme of communication, this is a very new medium. And so we still are kind of faking our way through it. We're kind of being awkward. We're being very self-absorbed. We're doing all these types of things. Yeah. And so our knee-jerk reaction is to copy other people, is to be self-centered because we're freshmen in high school. And so it's challenging but not impossible to flip the focus. And so there's a couple of things that you can do to remind yourself to not fall into that same exact trap that everybody does. Okay. So one thing you can do is, I call this the pub method, which is in my book. And before you publish 
you pub, you ask yourself three quick questions, and I use this all the time. I'm doing an email newsletter later this afternoon, and this morning I started writing, I did it, and I said, oh my God, even I do it. I had to flip my language. Is this personal? No, I'm talking about me. Make it about them. So a very easy way to be more personal is to be really intentional about how often you use the word I. Mm -hmm. I, we, our, and my. If you could swap out half your eyes for you, what it does is it forces you. It forces you to flip the focus of your narrative, of your message, of your communication to be about your audience. Because mm-hmm. you can't talk about you. Yeah. You can't talk about yourself when you're talking to your audience. So it's Love a that. great little hack, right? Yeah. I'm not saying be crazy and talk about yourself in the third person. Like, well, Jeremy Blossom thinks. Like, that's for psychos and narcissists. That's for Kanye West and Ted Bundy, okay? <laughs> that is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying if you can be aware of it and try to use it half as much now you're acting a little more like a normal, cool human being like when you're in person. So that's the first trick. Yeah. Second trick you want to ask yourself is, is this actually really useful? Not just useful to me because it makes my ego feel good to brag about how I'm at this amazing event and I was so amazing and the crowd loved me. No, boring. No one cares. What's useful is if I'm at a great event, like I was at this awesome event down in Fort Worth, Texas, and it's 20,000 people and the company's called the Thrive and they do all these incredible nutrition supplements and they have all these great stories of transformation and all these great speakers and instead of being like I was here and everyone loved me and I had a standing ovation and thank you for it that's just self-serving yeah. so I showed a picture of me on this big stage but what I did was I told a story that was useful for my audience that allowed them to walk in my shoes with me about making a mistake mm-hmm. and how we all make mistakes and how you can come back from those mistakes I brought them in it got like 800 comments same kind of post, but just go, thanks for having me. Thanks for standing ovation. I'm amazing. Gets like a hundred because it's like no one cares about me. Everyone cares about us themselves. Yeah. So can you serve them? Can you make it really useful? If you're in the audience at an event, instead of just bragging and being like, here's Jeremy and I at an amazing event. We're here. You're not there, right? Instead of doing that, can you offer something really useful, a really tangible insight from a speaker or a story that you heard that moved you? Can you offer something of real value in your post? Show about you, but type about them. Hmm. Offer something useful about them. And the last thing I do, this is the most important, is ask yourself, is this brief? Hmm. A brief is very subjective, okay? Like, I have a mother, you might have a mom like this, that calls and just talks and talks and talks at you. You know, maybe a mother figure, maybe it's a partner, someone that's a big talker, and you're just like, land the plane, I gotta go, right? (laughs) People think they're being brief, and they're not. Well, when we're online, we're kind of like in dear diary mode. We're very self-focused. We kind of show up and throw up. And we tend to repeat ourselves. We tend to, the great multi-scroller wall of text email that you're just like, this is a phone call, right? Why is this such a big email? We tend to not type like we talk. We go on and on because we can't see someone tuning out, leaning back, rolling their eyes, being like, is this person crazy? So we just kind of keep going because we don't have that nonverbal feedback loop. And so if you look at what you're sharing on social media, whether it's a caption or an email or even a text message, like look at what you're saying and ask yourself, is this as brief as possible? Am I getting right to the dang point? Am I doing throat clearing? Hi, how are you? How was your weekend? Let's be honest. We're at pen pals at camp. No one writing back and telling you how their weekend was. It's just perfunctory, waste of time stuff. We're making decisions in the length of a mobile notification on our phone, about 10 words, 2.5 seconds. Important, not important, care, don't care. You have a hot second. Just dive in, go right with it. And cut out what is not necessary. If it's self-serving, lose it. So is it personal? Is it about your audience? Are you using you and not I? Is it really useful? Are you offering something of real value to your audience or are you just bragging? 
Even humble bragging is a brag. And then finally, is it as brief as possible? There is a place for long-form content. I'm just saying being aware of, you can tell a longer story, but is everything absolutely necessary? Because we are not leaning forward like, tell me everything. We're usually scrolling in a very passive, lean-back way. And so to really grab them in, you have to just jump in and get to it. Offer value as fast as possible. I love that. Where does the balance, and this is something I personally struggle with, okay? So... I have my own personal brand, Jeremy Blossom. We, I own StrikePoint Media. I've got our podcast, Secrets of Marketers. And my own personal brand, Jeremy, at Jeremy Blossom on Instagram, you know, where's that line between personal, like really personal with my kids and my wife and like my trip to Hawaii and sharing that kind of stuff and my business and trying to advocate for my business? You know, I believe like, I don't know if anybody else who's listening to this does that too, but like with our brands, I want to go personal. Mm -hmm. I really want to open up the the world to my life, but I've broken all three of those rules that you just mentioned. I I break them all the time. The number one is the I part. You know, I'm just thinking of my last 10 posts I've posted. It's all me, you know? And so um, I'm totally guilty of that. So like, where would your advice be for everybody who's listening, you know, with their when they're trying to advocate and get personal, it, where is that line at, and, and how much do you or don't you share when it comes to that stuff? Well, we've all seen the oversharers on social media, yeah. and there's a reason for that. So psychologists <laughs> call it psychologists call it the online disinhibition effect, the ODE. I call it the ode mode, and what the ode mode says is that because we can't see the nonverbal because we have a physical distance between us and our audience, and because there's a delay, there's an asynchronistic moment, so those little bubbles, when you're waiting for a text message, then it stops, and you're like, what are you gonna say, right? All these factors combine to make us behave in ways we would not be bold or rude or dumb enough to in real life. It lowers our inhibitions. Mm. So our brains behind screens, Mm. our inhibitions are lowered, similar to when you have a glass of wine or something, right? So that's why you see people behaving political rants and fighting on Facebook and oversharing about stuff that we don't really need to know. All of this is because this ode mode kind of swoops in over our brain. And so the idea is to grow beyond freshman in high school, knee-jerk reaction, behavior online, and be a little more intentional and be a little bit more strategic while also retaining your authenticity. Back to your question, what is the line? So the way I think about it is this. I look at the fact that People have a very low tolerance right now for polished and perfect. That's why we've seen the rise of ephemeral content, disappearing content, Instagram stories and Snapchat. There is a real hunger for less perfect and polished, more real, raw and authentic. Now, the line is different for everyone because it goes back to your why. Mm-hmm. What is the goal of your Instagram account? And we always, as marketers, start with what's the goal. And people say brand awareness and lead generation. No. What is your real purpose in your account? So for your stories, for example, are you trying to drive business for your speaking business? Are you trying to drive leads for your company? Are you trying to just keep in touch with people? What percent of your life, if you and I were at a barbecue and we sat down, what percent of your life would you be talking about Jen and your really cute kids and your vacay out, you guys went camping or something I saw on social media, what percent would you spend talking about that versus your speaking business and versus your company? You're trying to make your off your online presence just an extension of who you are online. And so if we think about it, like we are 34 times more persuasive face-to-face in person than we are offline. And the reason for that is we talk about ourselves way too much online. Mm. So you want to take a look at 
How do I just become more of who I am in the real world online? So if you are on social media because you want people to get to know the real Jeremy, then show about the vacation, but bring them into the vacation with you. You know, imagine this happened to you. Have you ever, you know, you know, there, so there you are. Bring them into the vacation with you. If you're showing about your family, instead of just being like, these are my kids, be like, ask them a question where it's something where, you know, were you the middle child that was always the overachiever or were you the youngest who got away with everything? Because mm. these are these are my two, my middle and my youngest. So make bringing them into your kids, bringing them into mm. your journey, right? Yeah. Um, it's so effortless. I love, like, hearing you do this. It's like... <laughs> I, I think you might be the first guest I'm going to pay um, <laughs> at the end of this because I'm getting some really good advice. I mean, that was so effortless. Like you're doing it again where you've got me back in there again mm-hmm. by like thinking that way. I just haven't ever put those two pieces together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you really did answer the question. And and that is so important as marketers. We do go back to and it kind of becomes a little cliche like what's your goal? What are you kind of, you know, really after? Yeah. But I think something that I'm personally taking away right now now is that I can be as open and intimate with my family or with whatever else so long as I am um, thinking about the person watching this Why and inviting, inviting them in to be a part of it Yes, like I would in a normal conversation with totally. you. Totally. Because you here's know? the thing. If you show, show pictures of Jen and your kids, I'm going to like everything because I like you and I know you. Yeah. And if you want to just keep your same... 200 buddies and besties and family, they're going to like, no matter what you post, they're going to like it because they love you. Yeah. But if you're someone listening to this podcast and you want to get outside that existing sphere of influence, you have to elevate your game. You have to think about being personal and useful and brief in a way that's going to activate shares and activate people who don't know you, persuading them to care. And it's funny because I actually, my Instagram account recently, I was like, you know, I'm posting a lot about business and I'm posting a lot about where I'm traveling and who I'm helping and the insights that I'm gleaning. And I thought to myself, I don't want to be one of those people on Facebook that are always blowing up the news feed with, you know, their skincare line or yeah. a little too much business can be kind of annoying. People make you want to unfollow them. So I said, okay, hey, listen, FYI, I'm going to be talking about 80% of the time about my business on this account. So if you don't want to hear about my business, all you want to see is Hartman and I seal blasting in Newport or my sister's wedding. If you just want to see my personal stuff, hey, head over to this new account at EKGK. And that'll be just personal stuff. And that way I won't be annoying you with all this business stuff. The response that I got overwhelmingly from everyone, people that I knew and people that I didn't know that had been in my audiences or read my book, everyone said, we want both. We want to see it all. Mm. And so you can pull your audience and ask for permission or kind of just feel it out. And, you know, if you start posting about business and your engagement rate goes down, maybe it's time to maybe maintain two different accounts, Yeah, you know, and have a real clear why for each one. I mean, but just you know what? Depends. You just did something again. It's you're so good at this of taking things that you would do in real life and then did it online. If we were having a conversation, right, over a glass of wine, but is it okay if we talk about this for a second? Can I ask you about this? Can we go there, right? We would do that in person, but we don't have that same thing online. It kind of reminds me of some of the copywriting tricks that we use here in I Tell My Team, is that when you're writing direct response copy, persuasive copy, to think about one person, 
Like I deal, like you're going to write the ad, not for the masses, not like it's going to go out there and try to attract a bunch of people, but like someone's going to read that ad and be like, holy crap, that's me. Like they, they're reading my mail. How'd they get me so well? And then that person will always convert, right? That person will always take the next step or click or whatever we want them to do. And for some reason, when it comes to other platforms, other digital platforms, I'm not thinking of it the same way. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. thinking of it like that. And what you're reminding me of is like, no, like think about it that you're talking to this person and ask them what would they do or what would they say. So speaking of that, of the platforms and of all the new technology, I mean there's like Meet Edgar and there's all these tools and stuff like that. Where is social media going? You're the expert, right? People are literally flying you all across the freaking country and speaking in front of tens of thousands of people you know, you're a thought leader. Where are we going on social media? Where, where should businesses be thinking, you know, and how should we position ourselves later this year, early next year? Is it more fundamentally, you know, like, are we just, Hey, go all in on being useful and giving value. Are we all in on, on, um, Hey, short video clips and, you know, things like that. Like, where are we going and what should we be thinking about? So there are three key trends that are consuming my clients that I speak with. The first key trend is influencer marketing. And I'm not talking about Kardashians holding up diet pills. I am talking about rethinking who holds influence over your audience. So for a long time, the biggest buzzword in marketing has been storytelling. We have to be storytellers. And storytelling is critical. We've mentioned storytelling multiple times in this episode already. However, what I'm encouraging my audiences to do is to evolve from just thinking like a storyteller, evolving from a storyteller to a story seeker, Mm -hmm. to uncovering people in your tribe that can tell your story in a way that is more influential than you can because they don't have skin in the game. I'm talking about micro-influencers that are your customers. I'm Mm -hmm. talking about the voice of the customer, not in a faceless testimony with no last name. I am talking about encouraging UGC and amplifying that, reposting what other people are saying about you. For example, in my own personal marketing, the best engagement rates that I get are not me saying, hey guys, I just launched a book, buy it, no one cares. What people care about is when other people that I find on social media have said, guys, I just read chapter four and check this out. And it's an insight, like, you got to read this. Or someone says, I tried what Aaron said in chapter five and I tripled my response rate. Those stories that small micro influencers, 500 friends, 2,000 followers, they're not Kardashians, but in their little world, they have a lot of influence. When I repost what they have to say about me, the engagement goes through the roof. So thinking about not always trying to tell your story, here's who we are, here's what we do, here's what we're about, but uncovering people that have a really authentic opinion of you, that genuine, not just saying them product and having them review it, but really, who are your advocates? Who are your diehards? And what stories are they telling about you? And amplifying those. So rethinking what an influencer looks like. It's not always the media. It's not always someone that has 10,000 followers. It can be your everyday customers. You can treat every customer like an influencer. That's the first thing. The second thing that I'm seeing people talk a lot about is sort of where people are starting their journey with you on digital. So you're a content marketer. Mm -hmm. So what we always think about, I'm looking at your board here behind us. We got owned, earned, and paid. We're always talking owned, earned, and paid. So a lot of times we're starting off in social with, okay, we have to have our social media, you know, 
our profiles are polished, our look and feel is on point. We have this incredible, you know, content calendar. We have to have our social media on lock. Yes, you do. And if you are a smaller business, if you are a brick and mortar, if you have actual physical doors on your store, that's not actually where the customer journey begins. The customer journey, that's, that, that's more of a lagging indicator. A leading indicator is someone Googles you and what are your ratings and reviews saying about you? Because if you don't even get past that, oh, you're only a three and a half star, these guys are a four star, you don't even get that foot traffic to have the opportunity for someone to engage with you and then follow you on social media. Take restaurants, for example. How many restaurants do you follow on social media that you haven't been to? All right, zero. Zero. So what you did do, though, probably, you probably went on Yelp Correct. when you were in New York and you're like, I, I was in New York last week, my parents and I, and we're like in Times Square. My dad's old school, he's from Philly. He's like, oh, pizza shop for you, we're going pizza here. I'm like, dad, we're in New York. There's 19 pizza shops in a one mile radius. We're going to the best pizza shop. He's like, huh? I'm like, this is called Yelp. And we downloaded <laughs> on his phone. His mind was blown. So we looked it up and I went for the four star pizza place in Times Square that had 5,000 reviews yeah. that was incredible. And then I followed them on social media. So the leading indicator is your ratings and reviews. What are people saying about you? Yeah. What are, are you are you answering those customers? Are you responding to those haters? Are you taking that really seriously? Because a lot of times with a smaller business, if you're listening to this podcast, and let's say let's say you own a paint store in Orange County and you are painting buildings in Orange County, a lot of times. You don't have time to work on your business because you're actually running your business. You're the, the cobbler's son has the worst shoes, yeah. right? You're a marketing agency. You are spending so much time on your clients that sometimes it's probably a struggle to then think about strike points marketing. 100%. It's classic, right? Yeah, 100%. So, so when we're thinking about where to focus, think about that, that leading indicator, where your customer is being introduced to you. How are you looking on the front end? And then go back end. Then go lagging indicator and social and digital and that story you're telling. Because oftentimes, they're not starting there. They're ending there. Yeah. That's another thing. So good. So the third thing people are talking a lot about is live, live video. Mm -hmm. um, and I can't stress enough, you know, going live for me, I kind of think about it like going to the gym. I get it over with first thing in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I just do it. I don't feel like doing it, especially like you're a dude, so it's easier. Like you're so handsome. You probably no, wake so, up. You yeah, look right. great. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, not at all. Like actually. this, like, I'm, I'm like a seven right now, and it took me like an hour and a half okay, yeah. to get this going. Okay, <laughs> I put the face, and you can chisel this makeup off. So for women, it's different. We have a lot more to do, and so. You know, I really admire influencers online, like you have Rachel Hollis, these women that just wake up, top knot, no makeup, coffee bug, and they just go. I'm like, yes, girl. I'm too vain for that. I put a little face <laughs> on. But so it's just knocking it out because going live every day when you're trying to build a relationship, it's it's kind of weird because you know you follow, like for me, I follow a lot of surfers and snowboarders and inspirational speakers and authors and politicians, people that inspire me. And what I look at in those moments, I'm watching their, their live video and their, their uploads, and it's weird because I haven't met them, but I feel like I know them. Yeah. And do you have people like that on social media? And you're yeah. like, I've never met this person, and you know, like, they're Absolutely. You, and if you met them, you'd be like, oh my God, I follow you because yeah. you're building this real relationship. And so I can't emphasize enough the power of going live and using live video and just getting more comfortable turning that camera around, starting with them, not... Hey guys, I'm here, throat clearing. No, you have about three seconds. You have two, the guy, you, you skip like easy, it's just next. Yep. In two seconds, dive right into the value. So for example, when I upload my stuff from this podcast, I'm not gonna say, 
Hey guys, just came from a podcast with Jeremy. Skip. No, it's insight number one from my podcast with Jeremy. Boom, nugget, boom, nugget, boom, mm. nugget, and then I'm out. That's my recap. But I want them to get to know me. I'm going to go live with it. I'm going to use video to make them feel like they were here with us. Mm. I'm going to show the Shandon champagne that you gave me as a thank you. You know, so that kind of authenticity is really important. But I think that brands, a lot of brands, they don't have time. So much can go wrong. I mean, I had a live video. I had 500 people on my live video. I was doing it from Catalina. Wow. And AT&T cut out. The tower totally dropped. Oh, no one could get it. So I lost 500 people. People were freaking out. That's why live is so powerful, though, because anything can and will go wrong. It's okay. It's social. It's not life and death. It wasn't like we were doing brain surgery and the power yeah, went out. Sure. We're just talking about insights, and it happens. It's okay. It's not ideal, but you're not going to die, you know? So being brave. I have a friend named Brian Afanzo, and I love this. He always just says, push the damn button. Just do it. Just try it. And you'll be amazed at the relationships you'll start to build. Wow. So good. You just brought it. That is absolutely amazing. Um, I have a million more follow-up questions to that, but I think you you, you hit the nail on the head. Um, I mean, I'm going to summarize it in my own words. So... I feel like the things that you see going forward, right, the trends that you see, number one is you, by building, it, it's, the market is moving, it will always have mega influencers, but the market's moving towards more smaller micro influencers that are actually using your product or service, who love your product or service. And that goes into, a little bit bleeds into your point number two, where I think that both of these topics at the very core Okay, so number two is getting reviews, but the, the core of this is proof and trust, right? We buy, um, online is both amazing, but you said it yourself, bullying can happen, fake news could happen. I mean, it's the, anything can happen online, and a lot of people use that push the damn button thing for horrible things, right? And we're now getting into um, a, a whole other side of the internet with this, the, what they call it, the super deep Mm -hmm. Fake, right? Mm -hmm. Deep fake is I think mm -hmm. what they're calling it, where you can like augment videos now. Um, I mean, you're doing a lot of different stuff. So having there be trust and establishing that trust as fast as possible, social media, digital um, marketing allows us to do that faster than ever. And, and a lot of brands aren't taking advantage of this. I know that I'm not taking advantage of that in my businesses as much as I know I could. Mm -hmm. Our whole business has been built off of referrals. You know, mm -hmm. and so people reaching out and saying good things. Imagine if I had put that online yeah. digitally, we, you know, like you said, we blast it up. So those things come down to the trust and then the absolute live is great too. Yeah. Yes. One thing that has been a great hack for me when you're in your conference calls with your clients that love you because strike point media is, has been built on people that love you because you guys deliver results and people tell their friends. I've heard it personally. Yeah. So one thing that's a really great way that I do this all the time, if I'm on a call with a client, if I'm in a meeting, I record all of our Skypes. I, I ask them, obviously, and let them know. Record the Skypes, record the Zooms, put up a camera in your meeting, ask if it's okay, and then all you have to do at the end of that meeting, your, art, your brilliance is happening, they're loving you, it's natural, I just peel out a quick little clip and I use that on my social media. So it's a two for one. You did your work. Your client loves you. But it's not that awkward, okay, John, now tell us why strike point. And they get yeah, nervous. Right. It's sweaty. It's not authentic. Because it'll come out in the meeting. They'll be like, that was great when you guys, no, 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 no. You can just peel out that sound bite. Say, hey, is it okay if I use this 15-second, 30-second clip? And then, boom, that can go live that day. It's real. It's raw. It's not extra production work. For me, it's been a great time saver. So just a little 
Yeah, no, helpful I, nugget. I, I, I'm taking it, um, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm absolutely loving it. And I think um, all that is really starting to click for me. Um, and I absolutely love the actionable advice that you're giving, and that's what this whole podcast is about: is helping people take what you are so good at and applying it to their own particular brands. Um, I ask all of my guests one question um, to end this, which is what inspires you or how do you get inspired when it comes to digital marketing? I would say what really inspires me is when you see a campaign online and it gives you the feels. Did you see the Budweiser Father's Day campaign that just came out on social media last week? Maybe we'll put a link to it in the show notes, but um, it was this incredible campaign that told a story about dads that show up and dads that were there when times were tough. And even though I know that Budweiser was doing it to do that exact reaction, I know they studied thousands of videos to see what gives us the, the chill bumps and the sure. tears. I know it's engineered. I know it's to make a profit. But I just still love a good story that makes me feel. And so when you see whether it's from that or even when I love a good brand collaboration with Cause Marketing, again, we know they're doing it because people love a good cause. However, I don't care. If, if, it, if that's their strategy, whatever. All I know is it made me feel. It made me stop. It made me think. And I just I love when there's a message that's so much bigger than yeah. just revenue and product because there's so many great stories out there to be told. And so when they go there, they find it. They do a great job executing it. I, I'm a sucker for it every time. And yeah. and I, I know that's they're good. doing it. I know why they're doing it, but I still love it anyway. Yeah, so that's I, perfect. You know. That's a great answer. What inspires you is the things that you know they're using marketing tactics and it works anyway. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. That is absolutely <laughs> Genius. Okay, so I told you guys that she's the best. I told you that um, she's going to be bringing some wisdom, and you did not disappoint. I am holding on to one of two copies of the Digital Persuasion book that you've written, and I'm going to very, very soon check out social media. You will see how to win two free signed copies. So I'm going to give one away to one person. So it'll be two different people that could win, but you've been gracious enough to sign an autographed copy of your book. And I know that you guys are listening. This is scratching the surface of what's inside this book. If you are a new upcoming business, your startup business, if you are a mom who wants to start a fitness company out of her garage, or you are sitting on the board of a Fortune 100 company, there are actionable tips, tricks, tools, and advice from the none other absolute expert and dominator in her field, Erin, and she unveils it all in this book. It's amazing. So please check it out, Digital Persuasion, and then how do people get in touch with you and if they have more questions after listening to this episode or they want to follow you on social media to see you apply all these amazing things you've taught us, how do they get in touch with you? The best way to find me is on the gram at Erin Gargan King, E-R-I-N, G as in girl, A-R, G as in girl, A-N, King. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Gargan King, thank you so much for coming onto my show. You have been amazing. And everybody, please take out the show notes for all of the links and more important information about Aaron, how to get in touch with her, and how to win this book. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. There you go. That concludes another episode of the Secrets of Marketers podcast. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're looking for even more content, more ideas, more things that you can do today to help grow your business, then head on over to my Instagram page at Secrets of Marketers. I've got a bunch of content on there and we are giving you guys access to all the behind the scenes stuff that go into making these episodes happen, as well as even more content that you can start to apply to your business today. And if you guys like this show, then help me spread the word. Go to the podcast page on iTunes and leave me a review. It's how I can rank well and how other people can find me. So go for it. Thanks for making my dreams come true. Now go make yours come true. Thanks again.